now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. How are you? I'm Pat. He told you. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing great. Um, today on the show, it's Tuesday, by the way, so timely things not going to happen because I'm getting my old snippy snip on uh, Friday. Hopefully, it all works out. Uh, so by the time you hear the show, I will be. Uh, let's call it neutralized, or as my brother-in-law said, as Josh said, um, welcome to the Seedless Grapes Club. So there you go. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so we kind of had to uh, not really rush the show, but I had to record. I had to have it done by Thursday. So there we go. Captain may be coming at the end of the show. I did let him know if he was willing to uh, willing and able to make the thing happen that I need it by uh, you know, earlier than usual. So we shall see what happens there. Today, we are going to talk about, uh, we went bowling the other day. That was super fun, but also it spurred a, uh, a pat peeve, which I'm going to tell you about. And we're also going to talk about, uh, let's see, ESPN and Disney and Warner Brothers and, uh, no, ESPN, w, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and Fox Sports are having a streaming service thing. Having it, never mind. Um, they're making a streaming service for sports, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Disney bought a stake in Epic Games. We'll talk about that as well. We'll kind of mash those together. It's the same company, right? Does that work? All right, great. Um, and we do have a question. Someone asked about referees fixing games, officials fixing games. So we will talk about that as well. And a little bit of Super Bowl talk. I know it's almost a week now, but we will talk about it anyway, because that's what we do. All right. All right. There we go. So that's what's going on. That's what's on tap for today. Yeah, that's it, right? Nothing else? Yeah, I had something else, and then it, I, I wrote it down and realized it was going to go nowhere. So we shall see uh, where that comes up. Maybe it'll never, it'll just disappear into the ether, and that's fine. Like, whatever thought I had next, just gone. Just gone. So there we go. Again, hope you're well, having a great time. Thank you so much for spending some of it with me. I do appreciate it. And we are going to kick off today with our dear friends, Standards, their uh, their new song, their new album, I'm sorry. Fruit Galaxy comes out March 22nd. You can find more from them at wearestandards.bandcamp.com. Yes, I'm still upset that we lost that conversation. Marcos and I had a conversation about three years ago, and uh, for whatever reason, I didn't have a backup going or it didn't work or something, probably the former because I'm a dope. Um, and yeah, his microphone stopped recording after about seven minutes. I did play what we got, by the way, a couple years ago. I guess during my paternity leave, I think I played that with just what we had, and it was fun. It's still fun. Like, Marcos is a good dude, and uh, sir, my boy, my man, if you have time, if you're listening, if you got time, come on back. We'll make it happen. We'll, I'll have three backups going or something. I don't know. Also, shout out to Doug for reminding me this was coming out, so there there we go. We got all the, all the stuff taken care of, so here we go. Standards, their latest that is called Cosmos. Again, their new album, Fruit Galaxy, coming out March 22nd. We kind of rushed through the song title there. Standards, Cosmos, there we go. It's the Melted Pat. We're coming right back.
And there you have it, our dear friends, Standards, their latest Cosmos. Again, their new record, Fruit Galaxy, comes out March 22nd. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. There we go. Slow it down. Say the real word. There <laughs> we are. Standards.bandcamp.com for more pre-order. There's a vinyl. There's a cassette. I think there's a CD. I don't know. I pre-ordered the digital, the digital album. Looking forward to that. So that's going to be a good time. I hope. Marcos, come back to the show. Maybe? No? Okay. Anyway, the Melting Pat, the next level network. Okay. Uh, my bad to Marcos on that one, to standards. I think I, I kind of mixed up the riffs there because there's like a higher part that I wasn't really going to try. And then there's the lower part. And I think I kind of mashed the notes together in my head and that's what came out of my face. And so, uh, sorry if I got that wrong, but that was still a lot of fun. So there we go. Standards. We are standards.bandcamp.com. W-E-A-R-E-S-T-A-N-D-A-R-D-S. We are standards.bandcamp.com. There you go for more from them. All right. Oh boy, we made it. We made that was okay, right? I think we did fine considering the circumstances, whatever those might be. Uh, so let's get on with it, shall we? We watched the Nickelodeon Super Bowl broadcast the other day. I mentioned several months ago on the show when that news came out, I was like, hey, they're going to do the Super Bowl like a simulcast or like a Nickelodeon version of the Super Bowl. And I was like, yes, all in, let's go. I am not enough of an NFL fan especially not lately. Um, no real reason. Just like I, my interest in the NFL has waned over the last three years. That's why Game of the Week has ended. Um, congratulations to Brian, by the way. I did the math today. Good for you, sir. He is the winner of the final Game of the Week that I'm going to do. Uh, it's just too much work, and I, I don't have enough interest in the NFL at this point to keep it going. So, um, yeah, I, we loved the Nickelodeon broadcast just to be clear. It was really fun. SpongeBob and Patrick were uh, in the booth with Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson. And they had the Nickel, the people on the sidelines, Nickel, the Nickelodeon people, whoever they were. Um, Sandy Cheeks was also on the sidelines. They had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of graphics popping up everywhere. There were bubbles a lot. Cause it was from live from bikini bottom. Um, they had a bunch of, you know, ARs, the jellyfish were flying around everywhere. Larry the Lobster was on the field a few times doing like, hey, check this out, guys. And I'm like, oh, man. And they cut to like things in the crowd of, uh, I don't remember any of their names now, but um, like fish versions of celebrities. They cut to the crowd and, you know, they were throwing Krabby Patties, Krusty Krab pizzas and slime and all that. And uh, it was really fun. I could definitely see how a more serious NFL fan would be annoyed by all of that and would not be... Uh, would not be enjoying that at all. But we had a great time with it. We had fun. The game at first sucked. Like for the first half, that game sucked. So I'm glad we had some fun stuff to kind of fall back on. Uh, Dora the Explorer and uh, what's the monkey's name? Boots. They were explaining the penalties, right? So they, oh my God, for the one, somebody got a false start. And they're like, false start is when, you know, a player moves illegally before the snap. And then it's five yards back. And they're like, where are we going? Back five yards. I <laughs> I was cracking up. It was so dumb. It's so stupid, but I loved it. 
And um, they were like, they cut to Travis Kelsey on the sideline at one point, and they circled him. And and the little Chiron underneath was like, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, good at football. <laughs> and uh, and so that was fun. Um, by the way, congratulations to the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Uh, I missed that part. I was talking about the fun parts of the game. Uh, the game ended up actually being really fun. After the first half, the halftime show was fun. Uh, I'm not a big Usher fan, but enjoyable. I liked it. Jill liked it. We had a good time with that, too. Um, oh, I, I do have to say though, this has been happening all year. These weird guys, these weird red faced losers complaining about Taylor Swift being shown at football games. And I'm just like, all right, I, I actually wanted more Taylor. Like I wanted a little box in the corner of the screen that showed Taylor Swift at all times. Like, I think that would have been fun for me and even more fun because I know some weirdos were like st- screaming at their TVs, get her off the screen. Bah! And that's very funny to me. Um, I'm a bit of a jerk, I guess. But I <laughs> I thought it was fun. Like, it, it's, you know, of course they're going to show Taylor Swift. She's dating, she's the arguably the most famous, you know, pop star in the world dating a very famous football player on a very good team. And of course they're going to show her and, and do all the things, right? So. We enjoyed that. By the way, uh, in a three and a half hour broadcast or four hours, however long the game was, she was on TV for a total of 54 seconds. So I don't know. Quit crying, you losers. That just come on. Well, look, you don't like it. That's fine. But to go on these weird these weird screeds, to borrow a, a word from last week, uh, about like, oh, Taylor Swift is ruining. She's a distraction. She's ruining the game. And then, um, you know, she wasn't because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in overtime. So. There we go. That was just like, just come on, just relax. Also, very funny. Um, sorry to get political. This isn't really, it kind of is. But the whole thing was, oh, Taylor Swift is going to, uh, Chiefs are going to win. The NFL's rigged. And then Taylor Swift is going to endorse Joe Biden for president, which is very funny. And then like right after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they must have had this locked and loaded. The <laughs> the president the president's account on Twitter and threads and probably somewhere else, Instagram, I guess. Uh, had the picture of Joe like all dark and the laser eyes, and it's the the caption was just how we drew it up, and I <laughs> that was hilarious. So kudos to whoever had that idea. Um, I can't imagine it was actually Joe Biden, but um, I actually don't think that the president. I think uh, I think Obama would, and I think that Trump did. And Twitter was the only kind of a thing when well it what well. I'm trying to think back to W, I guess, because before that, it really social media wouldn't have been a huge before he was president wouldn't have been as prevalent. So I'm wondering, like, do you think W ran his Twitter? No. Obama, maybe uh, some of them will say Trump. Yes, he wouldn't let anyone else do it. And you could tell because you misspelled a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden runs his Twitter or threads or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Uh, I will. I do think Kamala Harris runs hers. I will say that probably that's probably not true. Probably have staffers to do all those things. But if I have to guess, based on nothing at all, I would say W, no. Obama, sometimes. Trump, yes. Biden, absolutely not. And Kamala Harris, yes, I think she does. And that, like, whoever you supported, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. But here's a question for you. Which presidents do you think run or ran, like, or would have run, like if, if Clinton had social media if it had been a thing, Clinton and, and Gore, like, would they have run their own accounts or not? Let me know. Which presidents do you think would have run their own social media accounts and which would have had 
who would have had staffers doing it for them. So let me know about that. All right. There we go. Should we take a break? <laughs> we went off a little bit on there. Um, but no, congratulations to the Chiefs. A few weeks ago, I was talking to uh, my good friend, Tim Donnelly, who did all the work for the show behind the scenes that you see the graphics and he named the show and all that. Uh, love you, buddy. We were talking about the Chiefs like, man, are we kind of annoyed by the Chiefs? Like, do we not like the Chiefs anymore? And we both were like, yeah, kind of. They're, you know, they're kind of getting getting on our nerves a little bit, probably just because they win all the time. Who who cares? But uh, and then when they won, first of all, the end of the game was really fun. And so I was happy about that as just a general football fan. And then when they won, I was like, damn, good for them. Like, I wasn't upset. I wasn't mad. I was just like, huh. And I think this is where I am with my NFL fandom at this point where like, yes, I'll root for the Ravens, of course, because they're my favorite team, but I'm not going to like be glued to the TV. Like in the playoffs, I was watching uh, the Houston game and then like they were doing poorly and I was like, I don't need to get stressed about this. And then I turned it on later. They were winning. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I turned on something else. Like I wasn't locked in even when they were in the playoffs. And so I feel like that's just where I am. Like, uh, yes, I'll support the Ravens because they're my favorite team. And I will, I'll root for the Eagles because my family's big Eagles fans and I'm and I'm okay with that, right? So I don't know what happened there with my mouth, but I think we're fine. So yeah, like I'll do that. And then, you know, we'll turn on Red Zone every so often. Red Zone's pretty fun. The kid likes it. It jumps around. Jill can pay attention. And I can say, what's going on with the teams? And then it'll go to like a quad box and she'll go, oh my God. One time I went to Octobox and she goes, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, I've talked about that before. She's like, oh, the blue team is there. And a lot of guys are just standing around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, blue, somebody fell on the ball. Some of they're going backwards. It was fun. Um, it was a good time. So, yeah. So we'll do that. And then, yeah, game of the week is done. Congrat- congratulations, Brian. I um, it's too much. I I just like I said, my interest has waned in the NFL in the last couple of years, and uh, it's a lot of work to focus on something I'm not super interested in. So, thank you everybody for playing along for the last um, I don't know, ten years almost, I think. And uh, we'll try to figure something else to get some involvement with the show. And uh, again give out the uh, the prize of coming on the show and taking over a segment. So if you have any ideas for a question I could ask or a um, something you could vote on, like, a, I don't know, who's going to win the Grammy or the Oscar or whatever, something like that. But I don't really follow the Oscos, Oscars either. I, Oscos? I don't follow the Oscars either. So I don't know. Let me know what, what you think to get some fan involvement, listener participation, and I could give out a prize uh, of airtime on the show when you win. How does that sound? All right. Think about that. Think about everything I just said. None of it makes sense. Um, We'll probably cut some of that. It'll be fine. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do the other things that I said. Sit tight. Okay. So through the magic of editing, like a half a second passed for you. Everything's fine. Um, I. (laughs) Oh, man. Is it weird? (laughs) Is it weird that I talked about the Super Bowl? It happened a week ago. It's fine. All right. So last weekend, we went bowling. Something we've been wanting to do for a long time, and then COVID, and then a kid, and then other stuff, right? We just never were able to do it. Uh, but finally, shout out to Jen and her crew for coming to sit with the kid for a couple hours so we could go bowling places around the corner. It's like four minutes away. And something, yeah, we've wanted to do it for a while. So we show up there, and I got to tell you, uh, bowling alleys in general are pretty gross. Pretty gross. Just like they're sticky. There's like a weird stench you don't really know what it is it's a combination of a couple things it's oddly dark for most of the time you're there you know the guys who've been there for a hundred years are still there doing the things writing things by hand 
and doing all the stuff there, right? Like it's just they're they're just they just feel old, right? At least the one we went to and the last couple I've been to, now that I think about it, they just feel old, right? Not like, oh my god, it's gonna crumble around me, but they just feel like old places, right? Maybe I gotta go to a modern bowling alley. I don't know. Anyway, we had a wonderful time. We had a really good time. And we're like, hey, like we would join a league if we had the time. And then we would buy bowling balls and shoes and and go every week and go do that or whatever. Uh, we may go bowling again in the spring. We were like, hey, we should do this every month. But then like, hey, March, we got something going on. April's WrestleMania. So May, probably. We don't know. Uh, that could be fun, right? No? All right. Anyway, maybe we'll fare better if we go more often because we were not doing well. I don't. I almost said we weren't having a good time, but we were. Uh, we just weren't doing well. And I wonder if, uh, you know, once a month will help that. Maybe. Who knows? So come watch the kid on a weekend so we can go bowling and uh, we can have fun. All right? All right. We could do that. So, yeah, I um, it was weird. Like, we got there and there was a huge group of people in front of us. Then there was, like, a couple in front of us, too. And so we're waiting and these guys are just taking forever. So we're like, what? And Jill looked at me and said, it's only so I could hear. Said, oh, my God, just pay and go. What's What's the big deal? Because they have a special they could do, which is what we did. And then, you know, lanes and shoes and you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God. Um, so we had fun. We we did not uh, do very well. I did suggest, because Jill said, no bumpers. She's like, no, we're doing it the right way. And I suggested one bumper on your dominant side. So if you're right-handed like we are, the bumper would be on the right-hand side. And it's better, like... Because if you have it on your non-dominant side, what you can do, because a lot of times, depending on how you re- when you release the ball, it will naturally curve to your to the opposite way, right? So if you're right-handed, it's going to net like depending on how you release the ball, it may naturally curve to the left. And so if you have the bumper on the left-hand side and you bowl with your right hand, you can kind of ricochet it and get more pins down, and um, and that's a little easier, but. If it's on the right-hand side, you have to, you can put it on the board. No, um, you can, <laughs> you kind of have to strategize a little bit, kind of try to roll it either straight or like a little bit of an angle to the opposite way where you would want to go, right? So I think, I thought that would be a nice little challenge. Uh, Jill said, no, maybe next time. Um, what was weird was the, so we were in the second lane. So we had one, pe- one the couple next to us, and then a family on the other side. They were annoying. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and it's, it was just, oh my God, it was bad. So the people next to us, just two of them, and they bowled like two games and then left. And so we're like, wow, like why wouldn't, what did they just, they just did two games and that was it. They were there for less than an hour, probably. It felt like they were in line longer than they actually bowled. But yeah, so that, I mean, it was pretty cool, man. So we had, uh, for the last few games, we got like four or five games in, in our two hours. And then it felt like for, most of those, we had nobody on the left side because those people were done and they just bounced and nobody else came over that way. So uh, that was pretty cool. So again, thank you to Jen and her crew for watching the boy. He wasn't ready yet. We're not ready to bring him yet. Um, but maybe someday. When he's a bigger boy, we'll bring him over and we'll all have fun and it'll be great. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't ready for this time, for this uh, outing just yet. We shall see. But we had fun. We had a good time. We didn't have... Uh, we didn't score very high. You know, we didn't knock down a lot of pins, but we were, it was good. And then this family next to us, two parents, two, well, two adults, 
and I don't know, three or four kids, at least three kids. So they're all going. They all went together. I don't know if they had a party or they just decided, hey, we're going bowling. Um, we're going to do that. Okay. So just like by itself, not a problem. You know, kids go bowling, families go bowling. It's a thing, right? Not the issue. The issue was none of these people understood the basic rules of how to behave in public. And what I mean, not, I'm not saying they were like taking their shirts off or, you know, screaming obscenities or whatever, but it like they didn't understand the concept of personal space. I think that's that's probably the best way to put it. Because it's just like I no thought of like, hey, other people need to walk in this space. I can't just stand here. Or I can't just like dance around to be in the way. And it's just I, I just don't know. Cause like the mom was like the dad was getting out of the way and he was doing his thing, doing it the right doing it the right way. That sounds so like pretentious, but he was, you know, bowling his uh, his frames and then getting out of the way. And that was that. But the kids and the mom were not doing that. And they were just kind of being annoying. And it was like, all right, so we have, you know, the the lanes. And then you step up. Well, you step down to go to the lanes. And above that, you have little tables where you keep your food and your drinks when, you, when they bring them to you, right? And so before we got food and drinks, there, one of their kids was sitting at the table on our side. Because we had like lanes one and two over here. There's a space in between with a walkway. And then the other side is, you know, table, space, table, right? Go all the way down. So the kid was sitting at our table on his phone, and which not a problem. But then our drinks came and he still sat there. And like the woman, the employee came down and put the drinks on our table, right? Because, oh, lane two, here you go. Boom. And then this kid just still like looked up at this woman and just sat there and it took several minutes for one of his parents to notice and go, hey, don't sit there, sit on our side, right? Like, again, not a big deal that he was sitting there before the drinks came, but once they did, he should have been like, hey, maybe I shouldn't sit here. Or like someone should have said, hey, you can sit there until the drinks came. Or, you know, just don't sit there because that's not where you're sitting. That's not where you should be. And like, no, just completely oblivious to everything going on just like, nope, I'm looking at my phone. I'm not bowling. My parents dragged me here. I'm going to play my game or whatever the hell he was doing. And I was like, all right, that's kind of annoying. And I just, okay, maybe I should have said this at the beginning, but just a little advice. If you take your family bowling, what you need to do is you bowl your frame. You get two frames, right? Or except, you know, unless you're at the end and you bowl a strike, then you get two or you might get three, right? But you bowl your frame. Toss the ball down the lane there, and then you get out of the way because there's not a ton of space. Well, first of all, the general rule, the general courtesy is that you don't bowl while someone next to you is about to bowl. So, like, if you see the person in the lane next to you about to bowl, you should not run up and bowl. Like, you should wait for them to go and get out of the way, right? That's what I do. That's what we've always done. Just that's just how it goes. Personal courtesy, etiquette, whatever. That's what that's how it goes. That's how it should go. Right, you're not supposed to bowl while someone else next to you is going. You wait for them to go and then you go. Well, these kids were not doing that and no one was no one was telling them to do that and the mom was completely in the way also, you know, dancing around doing whatever and like there's not a lot of space when the lanes like when you're next to someone. Right? There's not a ton of they're not like stall not like walled off like a cubicle or a or a horse stall if you will, 
right? It's just open space and it's the honor system and it was just like understanding personal space, which these this family did not. And so that was really annoying. We eventually just started to, you know what, forget it. We're going to go do what we're going to do. If we bump them or whatever, too bad. They got to learn how to move. I think that dad would that mom would have fought us if we had accidentally like bumped her kid or come close because they were just being stupid, paying no attention to where they were in relation to everyone else. That was the problem. And then so there's this little walkway. It's not very wide. Like maybe two people can go down like two, like an adult and a kid can go down, not much wider than that. And these, like the mom and the kids were all just like standing there on the steps. And so we're kind of going back and forth to get drinks and get, pick up our food and do this and do that, right? And they just didn't get it. They just didn't move. They just stood there. Like they would back up to go get their drink or whatever. And then they just stood there and just looked at us like we were crazy. So I guess what I want to tell you is... Don't be like this family. Just get out of the way. Like when you throw your throw your ball down the lane there, you bowl your frame, as it were, you get the hell out of the way. And you don't go when someone else is about to go. And if there's a little walkway, guess what? Don't stand there like an idiot. And then I just, ugh. I don't know. Again, we had a great time. We had a really great day. We hadn't been bowling in many years, uh, probably since like 2018 or 19. We had a wonderful time. It was really fun. We have talked about joining a bowling league for many years, by the way. This isn't a new thing that we thought of just because we were there. We have thought about this for many years, and then it just never its never worked out. So, well, like we had a good time. However, comma, don't be like this family when you go somewhere. If you go bowling or, you know, whatever it is that you go do, I'm sure there's something else I can think of that is not coming to mind at the moment. But just be aware of everyone else around you and that other people may need to occupy the space that you are encroaching into. And you have to pay attention to people around you and the space that you're in and that, oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't be here right now. Like maybe I shouldn't be in this spot and maybe I just need to move a little bit and, and stick to my little area so I don't get in someone else's way. I don't know where along the way we stopped teaching this, but we got to start it up again. So tell your friends with kids, tell your friends who are dumb, and let, let everybody know. Be aware of the people around you and be aware that the space you're in may need to be occupied by someone else. And hey, guess what? You might have to move your ass. All right. Can we do that, everybody? Let everybody know. Learn how to uh, learn how to just exist in public without being a nuisance. How about that? Just learn about personal space and everybody will be fine. All right. All right. Man, they were annoying. But again, we had a great time. We, lo we love bowling. It's a great thing to do. And uh, we did have a lot of fun. However, people are dumb and they need to learn how to, they need to learn what personal space is and where you should be and where you should not be and how to get out of the way. So there we go. Speaking of getting out of the way, let's take a break. We will do uh, some sports streaming things and other stuff right after this. Okay, so we got some Disney news for you this week. Some Disney dollars? No. Uh, can we just still do his jokes, by the way? Are we still allowed to do that? I don't know. Anyway, if you know, you know, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> so a couple of Disney news and notes. We'll put them together here in this uh, in this segment for you. So I saw this last week, and I didn't have time to look into it before the show. But ESPN, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Fox Sports are teaming up for a sports streaming service 
that will is expected to launch, sorry, in fall 2024. So the service I read will be available to Hulu, ESPN Plus, and HBO and Max subscribers. So I'm guessing that if you have this, if you have any of those services, this like their portion of the sports stuff will be available. I think that's what that means. But according to the who said this, Bob Iger or whoever said it, uh, they're trying to be the most complete streaming service. I don't really know what that means to be the most complete streaming service. I don't know, like, because it feels like this is going to be a separate venture of just live sports. So I don't know how they are calling it a complete service when it's mostly focused on live sports and not like TV and movies and other stuff, right? So I don't know where that comes from. I'm not sure. I did read that this is going to accelerate ESPN moving to digital from cable because apparently they've talked about that for a while and they're planning to do that for 2025 from what this is from. I read this in Forbes and the athletic that apparently ESPN is shifting away from being on TV. I don't know if that means like the channels will go off the air or if like they're going to do more things on digital platforms. I don't know. I didn't. All I saw was a little blurb that this will accelerate. This probably will uh, accelerate the ESPN move to a full digital, like direct to consumer avenue platform, whatever. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know. Um, will this get me more baseball games? That's my question. It's really all I care about at this point is uh, give me more baseball and some more weird sports. Not weird, but like more other sports, right? More different sports. I want more skateboarding and I want more like, I don't know like random like log throwing or pickleball or something else, right? I don't I don't just want the major ones. If you're doing this, go all out, give me the weird stuff and the skateboarding and we'll be fine and the snowboarding and stuff like that. Um outside of the X Games, which are great, and the Olympics, which are also great, if we can get all that stuff at other times of the year, swimming too, yeah, that'd be great too. Um give me that stuff. That'd be fun. Uh so I wonder though, I have Hulu and ESPN Plus. I don't have Max my mom does. So I'm wondering if, like, it, it seems like the way they said it, the way the article said it, was that the service will be available to subscribers of Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Max. So it seems like if you have one of those or all of them, you wouldn't have to subscribe to, you wouldn't have to sign up for another service, for another app, right? That's what it seems like. I feel like they're not going to do that, though. And they're going to make you sign up, like, log in with your Hulu or ESPN Plus um, credentials and download another app and watch, like, you can watch your TV and stuff through Hulu. And you can watch your 30 for 30 and your whatever else on ESPN Plus. But if you want, like, the other live sports, then you have to sign in to this other app using your other login and go that way. I feel like that might be a thing that happens. I don't know. But... I mean, yeah, I already have enough services. Like, I don't need another one. Um, and I can already watch a lot of the sports that I want to watch on YouTube TV. So, like, I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, plus, also, CBS is not involved, which means you don't get a lot of the March Madness games. And you don't get um, weekly NFL. And depending on who has the Super Bowl, because that changes every couple of years, who buys the rights to uh, air the Super Bowl, you may not get that either. And so... Is there enough? Well, like, what do you think? I think I'm pretty set with my streaming services. I don't need to add another one. I have plenty. 
um, that I don't have time to <laughs> I don't have time to watch them all. But I, I have plenty of services. I don't I'm not like I'm not jumping at this one right away because I don't think I need it. Right. But what do you think? Is this the, like if you're all right, sports fans way in here? Does this excite you? Does this make you want to go out and, and download this new app and subscribe to the and, and sub to this new service? Let me know if this is a thing that interests you at all. Um, also, what do we think is going to be on here? Like other than the things we already have on ESPN and the live sports we already can watch on Hulu and documentaries from HBO, whatever, right? What do you think we're going to get that's going to be like, hey, you can get this nowhere else? Let me know. What do we think about this? ESPN, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Fox Sports, a joint streaming service coming next fall. So look out for that, or this fall, I guess. Um, look out for that. More details, I'm sure, will be coming soon. So we shall see. I I don't know. I just, that's a lot. It's, a, it's like another app and more stuff, and I don't know what kind of exclusives are going to be there or what. So I, um, I'm going to say a pass for now. And then when more information comes out, we'll see. But I don't know. I got enough. I think I'm good, right? <laughs> I think I'm okay. All right. So speaking of Disney-related things, yeah, it, Disney owns, ES, owns ABC, ESPN. And so they're um, involved in this in some way, right? That's why we put these things together and make it work. Disney has bought a stake in Epic Games. If you don't know, Epic Games is the home of Fortnite, which is wildly popular. Uh, Roblox, I think, is on Epic as, as well. And Rocket League. I don't know that Rocket League was an exclusive to Epic Games. I don't know, but I got it for free on there, and that's pretty fun. So I mentioned it. Um, and so they kept saying in, in the Forbes article I read, and I'll link both all these in the show notes, by the way, that it, they're trying to create like a, a multiverse of entertainment, not just gaming. And I don't really know what that means. Like they, it's, the language that these people use in these press releases is just so like, come on, just tell me what the hell's coming. Come on. And it's just like, all right, what are, you guys are weird. So they're apparently going for like some weird multiverse kind of thing. I, I don't know, man. I will say Disney games can be hit or miss. They've made a bunch over the years. There are some really good Aladdin and the Mickey Mouse something or other was pretty good. Just a simple platformer. But, um, you know, they're hit or miss. Games based on movies are hit or miss anyway, and hit or miss with people who actually want to play the game, who actually play video games versus people who go, oh my God, Toy Story, let's get that. Or like Rug Rugrats, not Disney. Um, Toy Story, let's get, I, I thought of Rugrats because I remember playing a Rugrats game in my cousin's house 30 years ago, and it sucked. So <laughs> that's why I thought about that. Um but like, oh man, Toy Story game, yeah, get that because it's just it's Disney, Toy Story, whatever, and movie tie-in games are hit or miss. Usually they miss, but so now they can jump in with Epic and say, hey, Epic Games, you guys do this, make a game based on this thing that everybody likes, or like make a an immersive movie experience, whatever the hell that is, and you know everybody likes it because it's Disney and we're Disney and everyone loves us, right? Or whatever they think. I don't know if they're high fiving about this yet, but we shall see. My issue, like my number one issue with this, well, no, I guess 1A. Number one is, I don't really know what this means, like this whole entertainment multiverse experience. I don't know what that means. But my bigger issue is that Epic Games has no controller, like their support doesn't exist. So if you try to play a game on there, 
Like I've done it a couple times and you're like, Hey, my controller's not working or like it's working, but like this part of it's working or it's not responding or I can't change what buttons to press to, uh, to make it actually work the way I need it to work. What they'll say is, Oh, you got to reach out to the publisher of the game. Like they don't offer any kind of support at all. They're just basically like the host of the game, right? So you go, you download the game, you play it, hope it works. If it doesn't, you might be screwed because the publisher may not respond and Epic games offers zero help. So I'm, I, I don't know why I'm hoping this, but I'm hoping that Disney will step in and say, Hey, you know what we should do by the way is actually support the people who are going to buy this or like buy our games and be able to play them. So they spend more money on the DLC and buy more games. And so I'm hoping against hope, I guess that this Disney venture will make Epic Games go, hey, you know what we should do? Support the customers who buy the games from our store. And so I hope maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I, I'm not, um, I won't hold my breath. Let me say that. But this could mean we get some good Disney games, some good remade or, or you know, more original, well, based on, let's say, based on different Disney properties than we've seen in the past. And they would be of higher quality because now you would have a real team behind them, I hope. I would think that's what this is for. So give me an Aladdin remake. Give me a remake of the Aladdin game from years ago from Super Nintendo because that was really fun. And uh, make that into a modern fun thing. That'd be really great. So there we go. So can that happen? No? What do you? Th- All right. What do you think is more likely to happen? We get an Aladdin remake or Epic Games finally rolls out controller support. Let me know. In- <laughs> One of those things has to have would happen for in this scenario, they're like, assume they'll both happen. No, don't do that because they're not. But what do you think happens first? An Aladdin remake or Epic Games offers controller support? Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. All right. There you go. There's your entertainment, TV news, things of that nature. We're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, we got some fan mail about referees fixing games, and then we tie that together, the sports part of the show, I guess. That whole thing's been sports, but uh, (laughs) most of it has. So we tie that together, hopefully with the captain, and then that should be that for the show. So sit tight. We will be right back. Okay, here we go. One more thing from me, and then the captain, and and then that will be that for the show. So we got this question last week or two weeks ago. I don't remember, but we didn't have time, and now I do. Uh, Pat, what do you think about referees fixing games. People think about that all the time, so I'm wondering where you stand on the issue. Thank you very much, Jimmy from Mayfair. Uh, <laughs> I um, So I don't have a tinfoil hat on every time I watch a game. Because sometimes, like in the case of Major League Baseball, Angel Hernandez, they're just bad. Like, sometimes officials are just bad. Sometimes they just make mistakes. It happens. But I'm not saying I rule it out. And I say that because I can buy NBA referees doing this because they caught one years ago. Tim Donaghy got caught fixing games, working with the mafia or the mob, whoever. I don't, I, they used both. I don't know what the difference is, but um, I remember the news reports used both. So I'm like, okay, why don't you just pick one and kind of nail down the language, nail down the terminology so that we all sound smarter? Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking it up. It's fine. So, yeah, this happened. This was a real thing. He was uh, in connection with some nefarious characters to fix games for money. He got caught. He went down. 
Um, if you think there was only one, you're fooling yourself. You're naive. Uh, they just pinned it on him because he got caught somehow. And if you think he was working alone, some rogue referee, uh, you're fooling yourself. I just, like, I don't buy that, but I do buy that other guys were involved. Other people were involved because uh, it's a pretty big scheme. That's too much for one person to do. So I will buy that. I can buy that NBA referees fix games. I could also buy that other officials would too. And I'll tell you why, because gambling is such a huge part. Like back then when Tim Donaghy was doing this in 2002, uh, when he screwed the Kings out of the Western Conference Finals, gambling, sports betting was not legal everywhere. It was legal in like two places. And now it's legal in like 30 states or however many, right? And now like all the commercials for FanDuel and DraftKings and, and Sportsbook and, you know, BetMGM and, and whoever, right? All the places, all the things, they're so tied to the leagues now. Like the commercials are are on or during the games and they have the banners in the stadiums and on the, the graphics on the TV and all the things, right? Everybody's like, oh, what are the odds about this and this and that? And you know, then what's the money line and what's this, the over-under, all this. And so now it's so connected. Gambling is now so woven into the fabric of sports now. It's unavoidable. And so it absolutely would not shock me to hear about other officials in other sports being punished, even or other NBA officials being punished. It would not shock me at all. I mean, look, the NFL suspended, what, a dozen players or so just this year for this? Like, hey, gambling's legal. Don't do it at work. And still, like, a dozen people did, and they got suspended and then cut from their teams. Because, like, the one rule, the big rule that they made was, like, hey, don't do it at work. And they still, people still did. Like, don't bet at work when you're at a team facility or at a team function. And don't bet on your own team. Don't bet. I think they said don't bet on your own sport. So, like, if you play in the NFL, you could still bet on March Madness or the World Series or whatever. Just don't bet on the NFL. And a lot of guys did that. And, hey, don't bet while you're at work, while you're at a team facility. And a lot of guys did that. And, you know, don't bet on it. Like, there was a, a guy who just got in trouble. He, he bet, I think it was at a college kid, where he bet on himself to score a touchdown and to get, like, a 80 yards or something like that. He put a bet on himself. like. Yeah, we said, oh, bet on yourself, get a big contract. He literally put a bet on himself to score a touchdown and get like more than 80 yards or whatever. And he had one catch for, there were three catches for 20 yards and didn't score. And so I thought that was really funny. Like one, you got caught. And two, you literally bet on yourself and lost, like lost your bets and then lost again because you weren't supposed to do that. You moron. That's what I thought. Whenever, and it was like, oh, suspended for gambling. You're an idiot. You bet, like, use a bookie, people. I don't know how gambling works, but I assume that someone can place the bets for you and you could still get the bulk of the money just doing it through a proxy. I assume that's how it works. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't care. I have less than zero interest in sports betting. It, it doesn't interest, it's just not for me. I don't, I don't care. However, to answer the question, yes, I can buy that NBA referees would do that, that any referee, any official would do this because they're going to get sloppy, right? I like people gamble. People like to gamble and that's fine. You just can't gamble on this and this and this, but I, like I said, I don't wear a tinfoil hat every game where I'm like, Oh, this is a conspiracy. The referee hates my team. I don't do that. Sometimes the refs are just bad. Sometimes they just make mistakes. 
They're human. It happens, right? Sometimes they just screw it up. They get it wrong. It happens. With replay, you should be able to get it right every time. But I've been I've been on that train for years. We're not going to do that again. Um, but sometimes they just get it wrong. So I'm not completely sold that every referee that every call that goes against my team means that the official has a has a betting interest in the other team. I'm not doing that. I'm not going that far. Uh, however, it would not surprise me if some somebody in a striped shirt gets caught, like a lot of players have gotten caught, because when you get greedy, you think you can make some money on the side doing something you're not supposed to do, you're going to slip up, you're going to get caught, you're going to get sloppy, because you got greedy and you're going to get dumb. Uh, I will say, the league's making it, like Tim Donaghy got popped for, you know, he got popped for a couple things, but they kind of made what he got penalized for easier to do, right? Like betting on games is now so much easier than it was 25 years ago. And now it's like, hey, you can bet on games, just not your own, and not while you're at work. I think that's the general consensus across the leagues is that uh, don't bet on your own team and or bet on your own games, you know, all that. Don't bet on your own sport and don't do it at work. I think those are the three main rules for sports betting. Um, yeah, I, I – all right, so do, do I think they're all fixing games? No. Do I think it's a possibility? Yes, because it's literally happened. And the fact that sports betting is so easy to do and the officials have a chance to influence the game and make some money, you can't tell me that nobody's going to get greedy enough to want to get some more money and use their job, use their influence to make it happen. You can't tell me, like human nature, when you're like, you see all those dollar signs in your eyes, right? You can't tell me it's not possible. I'm not saying that it's happening or that it's likely, but I'm just saying that it's a possibility and these leagues getting in bed with the sports books has made it so much easier. And it would not, like I said, it would not shock me to see a referee, an umpire, an official, whoever, um, get caught for doing this. It w- it wouldn't, I'm not, again, not saying it's going to happen, not saying everybody's doing it, but, uh, it, it would not shock me. It would not. And also, uh, uh, obligatory Pete Rose mentioned, you know, not a good guy, but it's very odd to me. That he's, I mean, there's obvious re- there's an obvious reason why he's banned from baseball. But it's funny to me that he can't be in the Hall of Fame because of gambling, and then he can go work for a team and go be on a broadcast, sitting right next to a DraftKings ad, or like sitting in a commercial, like sitting through a commercial in the booth for DraftKings, or like someone else, like his uh, the broadcaster goes, oh. Oh, sorry, Pete, we got to take a break. This is brought to you by uh, BetMGM. Take your bets and get $300 free or whatever. And that's very funny to me that he has to sit there and listen to that when he literally can't be in the Hall of Fame because he bet on his own team. And he was also uh, in with the mob, I think, at the time. And then, you know, the other things. But anyway, hold on. I need a drink. So referees fixing games. Do I think it's happening all the time? No. Would I be shocked? If a referee got caught betting on games that they're involved in, also no, because like I said, people get dumb when they get greedy. So there you go. Did I answer the question? I don't know. I feel like I went off on a couple of tangents there. Uh, So sorry, Jimmy from Mayfair. But I do think that uh, the temptation is there and it's easier than ever, but I'm still not going to be, I'm not going to be tinfoil hat guy, uh, probably because my brother's at one times or another or another's where that's weird, uh, were once both certified officials. So I am in, I'm not in the habit of blaming the referees because 
I know how hard the job is, and I know sometimes you just miss it, right? Or whatever. Not saying my brothers are bad officials. I don't know. But I'm just saying that's why I don't default to, oh my God, these refs suck. Um, Because sometimes you just miss and it happens. But if you would like to uh, share your tinfoil hat conspiracies on the referee costing your favorite team a game, please let me know everywhere at the Melting Pat and uh, and I will read those. That'll be actually, we should do that. Do that. Send in your uh, your referee conspiracy theories where you think a referee blatantly and, and intentionally screwed over your favorite team to win a bet so your team would lose and you would be sad. So let me know about that and uh, we'll hear from the captain. While you think about that, we're going to turn it over to the captain. Good sir. It's going to be, you know, a few days early if he's there. If not, then we move on and we do what we do, right? But we hope he's there to let us know what's going on. I think the Flyers have won like three or four in a row. So that's exciting. I forgot to ask him about predicting the games he previews, and I don't think he listens to the show. So <laughs> that's probably a good thing. So anyway, we'll ask him and we'll see what happens for next time. We'll say, let's cross our fingers and toes that he's there. We'll turn it over. Good, sir. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Oh, yeah. Woo. Guys, out of the all-star break, the Flyers have just rolled going into this final stretch of the season. I mean, my goodness, the Flyers look like the Flyers of most of the season. They had that bit of a slump before the All-Star break, but they are back rolling again. So let's take a look at the recap. So last Thursday, the Flyers put a whooping on the Winnipeg Jets. They ended up winning that game 4-1. to one. Could have been a shutout, honestly, but the Flyers gave up a goal in the third period to make it four to one. Then the Flyers had a solid effort against the Kraken on Saturday, ended up winning that game three to two. Now, I was most impressed with the game on Monday. The Flyers ended up beating the Coyotes five to three. This game was a back and forth affair. The Flyers coming back three distinct and separate times throughout this game to get the lead back the Flyers getting an empty net goal at the end of the game so the majority of the game was back and forth back and forth back and forth so a 5-3 victory there on Monday now looking ahead the Flyers are going on the road for a three-game road trip they're going to be taking on Toronto Thursday night then going to take on the Devils Saturday night and then Chicago on Wednesday so that three-game road trip some tough teams in there playing against both Toronto and the Devils I mean they are some good teams this year help give them some space in the conference but Chicago kind of lackluster this season so we'll see how the Flyers can do hopefully they will close that road trip out with some three strong wins on the road so the Flyers as I said really getting back to some momentum they have four game winning streak going on right now the Flyers are looking strong Sam Erson has looked strong now Peterson coming in hasn't played since September comes in and gets the win against the Kraken so that is telling me that the Flyers are feeling good about their goaltender situation all things being said as we know about Carter Hart the Flyers are going to move forward with Sam Erson with Peterson being that guy to give him the break in between when needed. So guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pat on Next Level Radio.
And there you have it. Thank you, my friend, The Melting Pat, the next level network, just in case it didn't happen. And that's fine because, you know, everybody gets busy and that is okay with me. There we go. That is our show. We made it. We did it. Somehow we managed. I don't know how we did it either. All right. We're going to, we did it all. We, we did all the things. Captain, if you were there, thank you very much. Um, thank you to Standards for their tune, Cosmos. Go get it now. Pre-order the album Fruit Galaxy. Comes out March 22nd. We are standards.bandcamp.com. There you go with that. Anybody else we have to thank? Anyone else we have to? I, don't, I tried to go anyone and anybody, and it didn't work. Thank you for the question on uh, referees fixing games. I hope I, I hope you found an answer in there somewhere. And uh, once again, if you are taking your kids anywhere, uh, or even if you're just going out somewhere, just please be aware of other people around you and their space. And it doesn't all belong to you. All right? All right. We're good to go. My friends, thank you so much. TheMelticPat.com for all of my things. I'm on the social places, uh, Patreon. Sign up for that. Sign up for the newsletter. Your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, corrections. Send them on over to TheMelticPat.com. 209-867-7638. Leave a voicemail. Send a text. Do the things over there. There's also a network tab at my website to check out all the shows that are going on around here. So go say hi to everybody over there. Tell them I sent you and they'll go, oh yeah, that guy. All right, there we go. <laughs> oh boy. All right, I'm going to go recover. Uh, like I said today, uh, when you hear this, I'll be on bed rest for a couple days. So I'm going to go uh, hang out and do things and hopefully I'll be okay uh, in time to do another episode. If not, then I'll do one from my phone and it'll be, well, that might be interesting. So there we go with that. We're good. We are good to go. Yes. All right. I checked all my things. We're good. Okay. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They'll play us out as they do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them because you voted and you said keep playing the song. So there we go. Wonderful stuff. <sighs> Thanks for being here. This has been an this has been a Nate Boylan production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That is all right. Yes, it is. Thank you. Have a great day. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass has a lemonade. Will be nice stuff. A bite from the top to a VK. Got a vodka, a drink, but cross. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming. Don't give me no work. Glass some ice and a dash of from It's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cold, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of boring.
Thirsty. I like it. 